0: Do you ever feel like as you're going through life, sometimes you're on a hamster wheel? I absolutely hate, like, repetitivity. And so that's been the challenge being a pastor for, well, 20 years at the same location, is how do I keep from going uh, crazy because of uh, just the repetitivity of it all. And so in many respects, I I do a lot of different things. Um, Yeah, I write Bible studies and preach messages Um, I do some counseling, um, but you'll also find me, uh, potentially doing some cleaning around the church, um, do yard work, plan on bringing my chainsaw up later this week and, um, uh, doing some, uh, trimming of the trees. So I I guess I'd like to mix it up a little bit for no other reason other than I I can't stand being on that hamster wheel because for me being on a hamster wheel is a lot like, um, I, I, I don't know. There's... Just doing something for the sake of doing it is relatively meaningless to me. So um, I was uh, on the way into work this morning and, uh, and I had the 80s station on. And uh, Tom Petty's song, Free Falling, uh, came on. And I was listening to it. And uh, I, I love the way that the, the song starts. Um, it, it actually starts, he's got a, you know, a religious line in it. Uh, he talks about, um, the, in the song, she's a good girl. She loves her mama, uh, loves Jesus in America too. And, and so the first thing I was kind of thinking is I was hearing the words of that song. I'm like, huh, that, that's really cool, um, you know, that that he had Loves Jesus. I, I don't really listen to more of the modern songs, but I'm going to guess that there's not a lot of songwriters that really mention the name Jesus in their secular music. And then uh, as the song goes on, another line that I, I like in it too is, um, he says, it's a long day living in Reseda. There's a freeway running through the yard. Being a child of the 70s when they're expanding all the freeways, I've seen not only where I'm from uh, in New York, but just in my travels, uh, that literally uh, they expanded these freeways through the backyards of, of people. And I'm, I'm just thinking, gee, what, what would it be like to have a freeway going through the backyard of your house? I mean, <laughs> can't help the resale value. And I, I mean, I'm just having a bunch of random thoughts as I'm driving into, uh, into uh, work this morning. And uh, as I'm thinking all these random thoughts, um, yeah, you know, I'm kind of thinking, yeah, I wonder, um, I wonder if Tom Petty was a Christian. And then I'm thinking, I wonder what Tom Petty's up to. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Tom Petty's dead. <laughs> and uh, and he is. He died in October of 2017, and um, basically died from uh, an overdose of medicine that he was taking for pain and depression. Um, as much as I can tell, it probably wasn't intentional, but just too many different things mixed together didn't work out real well for him um and then I got to thinking, you know what what does someone like Tom Petty have in common with say Ronald Reagan or I mean go farther back uh Winston Churchill or Martin Luther I mean go back to Moses and you're really like what what is he talking about? Well, the one thing that Tom Petty has in common with all of these people is they're dead. And, you know, you sit there and you, you, you make the music and you, you feel like you're making a difference in your life. And, you know, people like me, we're still listening to it. And for maybe another 20 or 30 years that, that I'm still around and my generation's still around. It, it, it might be um, being played, but pretty soon it's going to become like the 50s uh, music. You don't hear a lot of that on the radio anymore. And it's uh, just going to kind of uh, be gone. But yet, in his moment and in his day, he thought, "Wow, what a difference he was making!" And you know what? The the life of a rock and roll star, you know, it, it's really just another version, you might say, of a hamster wheel. And you know, I got to thinking, um, one of the mo- my most favorite and least favorite uh, books of the Bible has got to be Ecclesiastes. I love it because it's real, and, uh, and I dislike it because it's somewhat depressing because it's real, but, but it is. And so as you think about your life and, you know, what's your purpose? What makes you tick? Do you feel like you're making a difference, and are you really making a difference? Are you at least able to entertain yourself by having some variety in your life? Or are you just like on that hamster wheel going round and round and round and like never, never seen a way off of it? Well, I'm going to read from you from Ecclesiastes chapter 1 on this podcast. And it says, The words of the teacher, son of David, king of Jerusalem. So this is from Solomon, uh, king David's son. And he says, Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. What do people gain from all of their labors at which they toil under the sun? Generations come. And generations go, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun sets, and it hurries back to where it rises. The wind blows to the south and turns to the north. Round and round it goes, ever returning on its course. All streams flow into the sea, yet the sea is never full. To the place that the streams come forth, they will return again. All things are wearisome, more than one can say. What has been will be again, and what has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which we can say, look, there's something new? It has already been a long time ago, it was there before our time. No one remembers the former generations and even those yet to come, they will not be remembered by those who follow them." Now there is an encouraging passage of Scripture, (laughs) but it's so true. We tend to think that in the moment what we're experiencing and what we know um, is just so incredibly important that Oh, what a difference we're making in the world. And and we, we feel that at times. But then at other times, some of you are sitting here listening to the podcast. And you're like, no, I I pretty much feel like my life is meaningless. Like, there is no purpose to it. And, and, and it's easy to fall into that depression. Because honestly, that depression is real. Um, it's real because, in many respects, the meaninglessness of all of it is real. I was um, listening to a book... Uh, by, um, David Platt. Uh, If you're not familiar with him, he's a a fairly famous, um, Christian author and preacher, um, pretty solid theologically, but, um, uh, he's, he's hardcore Baptist, but he's, 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 um, he's many ways different than, than your ordinary Baptist. He's, uh, um, I just say theologically, he's a little bit more balanced. Um, I, I like him quite a bit. Um, anyways, uh, he was uh, just talking about an experience that he had um, that uh, when he, uh, I, I think he went to Pakistan and, uh, and was doing ministry there. And the name of his book is uh, something like, we, we've got to do things differently or something like that. And, and I've only listened to halfway th- through the book. It's a long book. Um, but I have to tell you, I've listened to half of it and it's just the same theme over and over and over again. So I don't really feel the need to listen to the other half. Because if you can say something in uh, 250 pages, it's probably better than 500. And I really can't tell you how many pages it is anyways, because it's an audiobook, But it's like an eight or nine hour audiobook, So it's a pretty big book. Um, anyways, uh, he was making some points that I needed to hear again. Because it's so easy to kind of get caught up in the things of life here in America. But he's, uh, he was just talk about his experiences that he had of, of people that were basically uh, malnourished. Um, in that part of the world, and they don't have uh, uh, basic food. Uh, he gives a couple different stories of well, basically every time you mention the name Jesus, have you heard of Jesus? They're like, "Who? Who's Jesus?" And and they're thinking Jesus like some guy that might be in a neighboring town that they should have heard of but didn't. I mean, the, the name of Jesus is that foreign, so they struggle with physical food. They struggle with spiritual food. And um, and then he talked about the, the towns are so poor, the sex trafficking that goes on, um, that as he entered this one town, that uh, his guide was saying, "Now notice you won't see any kids that are between the ages of, um, I think it was like it was like nine to twenty or something like that." Um, it was crazy the age range, um, but and he said it's because uh, these sex traffickers come in. They offer the parents basically what's a half a year's worth of salary uh, to allow their uh, to, for them to take their daughters, um, and promise their daughters are going to have a better way of life and they'll send more money. Well, oftentimes they don't send the more money. Uh, they just take the take the girls, and you have these these young girls that are not even 12 years old that are sold into sex trade and um sexually abused and I mean I tell you what my daughter was my youngest daughter she's um She's 17 now. Gosh, I'm getting old. Um, anyways, uh, she was in the car with me as I was uh, listening to it. And, um, and I mean, I was just kind of uncomfortable even having her to have to hear that conversation. And, and, you know, if that makes me uncomfortable for her to have to hear it and to know that's going on in the world, um, we should be uncomfortable with it too. And it's crazy in the world today that that stuff's going on. And so we get all worked up about COVID and mass and stuff like that. And I guess we should because it's the world in which we live. Um, But there's some greater issues out there uh, that we really ought to, as a society, be paying attention to. And, you know, as I think about going through the hamster wheel of of life, sometimes there's things that are a little bit more meaningful that maybe we can turn our attention to and see if we can try to make a difference one way or the other, Um, at least as a world, as a society, we should. Um, I was looking. I was trying to figure out how many sex slaves there are in the world, and I couldn't find that number. I could only find how many slaves there are in the world, which would include sex slaves, but also slave labor and stuff like that. And it's estimated between twenty and forty million people in the world. Now, mind you, three point eight million people died of COVID, and it's the end of the world. But we don't really care that there's uh, ten to, to twenty, you know, ten to fifteen times that that are being trafficked for sex and you know forced labor I mean where's the uproar in the world for that? I mean I, I could get behind that you know let's do something about that let's stop worrying about like uh, something that is relatively you know insignificant you know something that's 10% of a far greater problem cut it out you know why is no one talking about that and then I was kind of curious I wonder how many people starve to death? A year and, and I pulled this up nine million people starved to death a, a year now we 've stop stopped the world and created a you know all of the media attention and you know i 'm still talking about it on this podcast because we can 't stop talking about it as a, a society, but three point eight million people in the world died in a year and a half. But 9 million people die, I'm sorry, 3.8 million people die in the world in a year and a half of COVID, but 9 million people are dying every year. So in a year and a half, what's that, like 13 million people, 13 and a half million people die of starving? So we're worried about something that kills 3.8 million, but we don't even talk about something that's killing in that same time period, 13 and a half million, just because they can't have food? And here's what it is, is because, well, rich people have to worry about the COVID thing. And that 3.8 million people are people that have health insurance. They're people who have, um, you know, jobs. They're important people. They're presidents of countries. They're uh, executives of, uh, 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 of, of companies. And, and you know, and you can't control who dies that th- of that 3.8 million people, uh, not fully at least. But starving, oh, those, are, those are just poor people. So, ah, if they die, none of us are even seeing it. You know, when 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 your rich neighbor dies, you see that. When you know the the uh, the you know chairman of whatever company or the 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 songwriter, artist, actor dies of COVID, you know we're all seeing that on CNN, Fox News, whatever. Every news station we see their face. Oh, we can't have that. But we got, you know, in that same time period, 13 and a half million people dying because they don't have food to put in their mouth. Come on. As a people, as a church, as a country, as a world. Get, get, get our heads out of our collective. Yeah, you know where I'm going to say. I'm just not going to say it. We got to pull our heads out of our backsides. And, and you know what? It's pretty easy to stop starvation. It's called give them food. You don't need medicine for that. You just need to give them clean food and water. And you know what? If you can produce a vaccine in seven months when the world puts their mind to it, and there's a gazillion dollars to be made off of it, you know what? I think we can probably figure out how to feed people. I think we probably can do that. Probably a lot less expensive. You're not going to make nearly as much money as a vaccine, but you know what? It, It can be done. So... I don't know what this podcast is about other than like you know what it's a rant on life and if you're you know we're in the dog days of summer and if you're tired of just running that hamster wheel then you know what maybe we need to fill our lives with with things of significance and that's not even just like fun and entertainment and and the lesser things I mean it's, it's things that maybe truly do make a difference in this world. I was uh, speaking to a member who was uh, going uh, out of town uh, because a good friend's dad died, and I said, and he said to me, he's like, uh, you know, it's we're at that age where all of our, you know, friends, you know, parents are dying, and all of our parents are dying. I'm like, yep, yep. I said, I, uh, you know what, uh, you know what that means? And uh, I said, we're at the top of the totem pole. It's how I always like to think of generations. I think of them like a totem pole, like. You know, my parents are still alive so they're they're at the top of the totem pole um I, i'm at the next level my my kids are at the next level and whenever they have kids they'll, they'll be at the you know the bottom level but you know when when our parents go uh, guess who's at the top of the totem pole um a, a bunch of us are about to be and so maybe it's time that we start looking at you know what there's got to be some more things to this life than than running that hamster wheel you know, so if you're listening to this podcast and you think life's going great, good. Don't fool yourself to think that you're really making a difference, though, because it's all meaningless. And uh, it, and after you're gone, you know, give it give it 20 or 30 years or so and you, you won't really even be a thought. So um, don't think of yourself more than than you probably should. But for, for the rest of us that, that you know have that sense of reality and that sense of calling in life that we, we want to live life with a purpose, that we want to make a difference, and that we want to get off uh, that, that hamster wheel, then figure out how to do it. First of all, put some variety in your life. Go out and chainsaw some branches down, right? Do some things that are different. It doesn't have to be part of your job. It doesn't have, Whatever. So mix it up a little bit and find some enjoyment in the, the variety of things rather than just doing the same thing over and over and over. But then put your mind to things that that truly can make a difference in the world. And that is, um, you know, figure out what kind of difference you can make in sex trafficking or or forced slave labor or the starvation of people or the fact that in certain parts of the world, people still don't even have a clue what the name Jesus means. And you know what? That that could also be true just across your street. In fact, I saw that it's estimated that up to 400,000 people are considered enslaved in America. That's almost a half a million people. So it literally could be across your street for any of these things as well. Um, I want to leave you on this podcast with uh, a verse that motivates me when I'm trying to see, you know, is my life on track? Am I doing what at least God has called me to do? Because there's purpose in that. Um, I like to remember Micah chapter 6 verse 8. And it says this, um, he has shown you, O oh mortal, that's us, you know, we're mortal, we're, we're temporary people, we're not going to live forever. Um, he has shown you, O oh mortal, what is good. What does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly before your God. So as you seek to find a purpose in your life and to live a life that has, uh, um, has, has, has purpose and you feel like you make a difference um, start with acting justly and whatever the situations you deal with in life be just be right in how you handle it don't be partial don't turn a blind eye to um, injustice love mercy That, that yeah, be quick to forgive and to show compassion to people and ultimately probably the most important one and from which everything else flows walk humbly before your God Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.